Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Lucky, you got to be somewhat excited. Bond returning this week. Yes. The uh, most uh, Friday. recent Bond film, which was supposed to be like a couple of years ago or something, but COVID hit. And yeah. So they kept delaying it. So now there's uh, some discussions. As Daniel Craig wraps up, and it's his final Bond, there's some uh, discussions going on about who was the best Bond and who was the worst Bond. And you... Being such a big fan of the whole franchise, uh, what do you think? Who do you think was the worst? Who do you think has been the best? The worst uh, for me, uh, it's tough to say because, uh, and 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 honestly, it's tough because one, I think a lot of people will go straight to like George Lazenby and say, you know, uh, the worst one because well, one, he was trying to replace Connery, mm-hmm. which was tough to do, and two, he you only have one film to go on, mm-hmm. right? In terms of, you know, I think probably the same way about Timothy Dalton because I was a Roger Moore fan. I got into Bond with Roger Moore. Right. And when Dalton tried to replace him, it just wasn't the same. Right. right? And the Bonds of the like the late 80s kind of went to this. They tried to go more a little more theatrical and mm. make Bond more vengeful. Like wanted revenge in, in, in a couple of the movies. And it's it just a darker type character. So I, I tend to not like Dalton because... I liked Roger Moore. Right, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, experts or people in the know would say that the worst was George Lazenby, as you said. Right. And he only had the one movie, although on his on Her Majesty's Secret Service, I thought wasn't bad. I, I didn't see it till later on, and I kind of liked him as Bond. If you he know? had continued on, he probably would have been pretty good yeah, at it. But yeah. if you watch the documentary about him... Uh, it's very interesting. He, he wasn't an actor. Yeah. He wasn't English. He was Australian, which, you know, for Bond aficionados was a, mm-hmm. uh, well, I guess, mind you, Connery was Scottish, so yeah. what are you going to do? Um, actually, there's a new thing I saw on Crave. There's a new documentary on Daniel Craig being Bond, because I guess they've put together a okay. look at the, the years that he played Bond. Pierce Bronson is next on the list as the, the, the worst oh. uh, um, Bonds. He, and I don't, you know, I don't even know that I've ever seen one of his Bond movies. Goldeneye and those. Yeah, I mean, they were, uh, they were trying to fit into the 90s and a bit kitschy but yeah. uh and, and again i think he, they wanted him after roger moore but he was tied up with remington steel at okay. the time yeah so that's why they went to dalton uh and then roger moore he's so out of what he got like six guys or whatever it is that's played him he's middle of the pack which is odd for me because i i you know my first thought would always be okay for sure sean connery's going to be the best and right. then i would have gone roger moore Huh. But only because, again, whoever you were into at the time, you're yeah. right. That's kind of who introduced you to, to Bond, and so you, you stick with those. They put Dalton then ahead of Roger Moore? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, they say, they say these experts, whoever they are, say he was the most uh, accurate when it comes to what Ian Fleming wanted out of a Bond. Oh. And he didn't really play him like a Superman or a superhero. They showed his vulner- vulnerabilities and that type of thing, which is quite kind of what Lazenby did as well. All right. You know, because the death of his wife and everything. And then Sean Connery. So he's not the number one guy. He's, he's considered the coolest of all the Bonds. Yes. Um, but uh, he, uh, he's not considered the best. Daniel Craig. Yeah. Well, and that's it. Like, like Bond, I think the character written by, uh, by Fleming was, you know, a flawed character, mm-hmm. right? He had, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of history beyond that turned him into what he, he became and this kind of cold-blooded spy. Yeah, and this is to be, it is said, the last for Daniel Craig. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they write another big fat check. Why give up on it? See, this is, I never understand actors. I'm done with this. You're, why? You have to work once maybe every five years. Right. They write you a massive check, 
you go away again. Yeah, they make it sound, like, and I don't know. I did, maybe it is difficult. Bond is a little more like hands-on mm. in terms of they use less CGI and more actual explosions right. and, and stunt work. But I don't know. It's, it, it seems like a pretty good gig. Seems like it. Tom Cruise will be Bond, <laughs> Mission Impossible. <laughs> Well, this isn't something you'd say uh, most of the time, but uh, I think I'm fairly happy that I wasn't Mark Zuckerberg yesterday. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it'll all be fine for Mr. Zuckerberg. Yeah, he'll be in. okay. He'll be all right. Actually, the problem started on Sunday night when a former employee did an interview with 60 Minutes and exposed all sorts of uh, internal corruption at Facebook, including the fact that Facebook intentionally uh, prioritizes inflammatory content because it... They make more money that way. And there was somebody else recently talking about the algorithms of Facebook and all social media that, you know, this is how people fall down this rabbit hole of social media is if you click on a link to read about the COVID conspiracy or how the vaccine is putting a, a chip in you, then that's all your feed starts being. There's like QAnon people. That's all they read. That's all they see all day long. Right. And, and soon, of course, they, they got you roped and you uh, start buying into all of it. It works, obviously, because you can see what it's done to this planet. Anyhow, they also knew Instagram was increasing suicidal thoughts and eating disorders among young girls, and uh, they didn't do anything about that either. Wow. This woman, who was a former employee, is now going to be uh, in Congress today. So it, uh, it continues to mount for Mark Zuckerberg. But yesterday, the big problem happened around 11.30 Eastern Time when Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, and Messenger all crashed and didn't come up till the evening. Yeah. Did you survive okay? I did all right. You did all right? I uh, I actually went to Facebook at one point, saw it took a while to populate something, and when it came up, it was something from like a couple days ago, and mm. yeah, all right, fine, moved on. There are probably people scrambling to get other formats. It's like, oh, sure. Let's okay. go get Twitter all of a sudden. I'm sure. What am I going to do? I'll bet you there's people, a lot of people struggled yesterday, the panic. How am I going to share pictures of my food? I just painted my toes. Yeah. <laughs> now, what am I to do? I just got this new new sweater. I want to do a selfie in it. Uh, by 4 o'clock, <laughs> they had lost nearly $60 million in revenue. It's about $13 million per hour or $220,000 a minute. And Zuckerberg saw his personal net worth decrease by about $7 billion. That's crazy. Right? I mean, it's all on paper, obviously, but like $7 billion in a day to lose that. Yeah. I mean, you lose seven bucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And you're like, wow, yeah. where did that go? Yeah. You know, and somebody I saw posted on uh, Twitter you know, with all the other platforms down, this is our only uh, our way to communicate. What was what was life so uh, so much better uh, before social media, or was life so much better before social media? And I say, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. I I I, I am to the point. It's a cancer. Social media is really really harmful, really bad. The internet itself, great. All the you know the terrific things. You Google, you can find out all sorts of information on so on so many t on all topics. But social media, if it all disappeared tomorrow, I wouldn't miss it for a heartbeat. It's funny how you know that panic ensues. Like, oh, Twitter. This is all we have left mm. to communicate with people. Roll down your window. <laughs> 
Make a phone call. Here's, you have a phone. You're yeah. on it. Yeah. Call someone. You can text them still. These are, but this is a, a comment from a, a person who's just constantly posting photos of herself in the skimpiest outfits. Or their ideas, right? Yeah. Like, like this, is, uh, this is what I'm thinking right now. Mm. As if that needs to be shared with everyone. Yeah. It's just so narcissistic. It's so shallow. It's so insecure. N- nobody cares what you think. Anyhow, uh, it's all up and running again. So for those of you who struggled <laughs> with the shakes because you couldn't show your potato salad you made, uh, you can get right back at it. It's all up and running once again. Do you realize that you jeopardized the entire company? Do you realize that your actions could have permanently destroyed everything I've been working on? We have been working on Without money, the site can't function. Okay, let me tell you the difference between Facebook and everybody else. We don't crash ever. If the servers are down for even a day, our entire reputation is irreversibly destroyed. What animals do you think are responsible for the most deaths to humans? Birds? No. Birds into a plane? No. Deer? Car accidents? Farm animals. Farm animals? Yeah. And then bees and wasps and then them dogs. What are farm animals doing? I don't know. Sitting on you? I'm not sure what they're doing. But I guess it's probably because farmers are around them. A lot, and so odds are, I guess, at some point, something's right. going wrong. I would think bats would make that list at some yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Almost every airline requires their pilot and co-pilot to eat different meals in case there's something wrong with the food. Really? You thought that was just a line from airplane? Yeah. That's got to be one of the downsides of, of being a pilot or a co-pilot <laughs> or just oh. eating that crud all the time. Of the many. Kind of a stressful job. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I've never understood, except for, I guess, when you're young and you get a chance to see the world, but who wants to be a flight attendant? You're a waiter or a waitress at a bad restaurant in 30,000 feet. Right. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I think it is It's certainly, as you said, young and you get to tour around a little bit. Yeah, see some things. Overnights in different uh, beautiful destinations. Nowadays, too, with uh, the way things are going on flights and the... Uh, the anti-masks and anti-vaxxers, they're causing trouble and starting fights and said the numbers are just through the roof on uh, flight attendants who are getting abused. Right. Yeah, you got to put up with a lot. At least, the, at least the pilots can lock themselves in the in the cockpit. There was a time when you used to be welcomed into it mm-hmm. as a kid to go check it and sure. see what's happening on the flight deck. Yeah. Uh, today, I remember there was a time, too, I was I actually rode in the cockpit for a, a, a flight from like Toronto to New York, my yeah. uncle was an executive on the airline, and he got me in that. I sat in a jump seat next to the pilot. That's cool. It was pretty crazy, actually, to see how they actually land that plane. Here's how the world has changed. When I was a kid, we flew to California to visit family, and I spent the entire flight going up and down the aisles getting people drinks. <laughs> I had to go get my dad like rum and cokes, and he couldn't wait for the uh, flight attendant to come down with the tray. So he sent me to go, go get, get it. another one. Go get me another one, son. And then somebody heard him, and they laughed, and they go, "Grab me one too." The next thing you know, I'm working as a waiter at like 11 years of age, or probably younger. I think I got some good tips. And of course, everybody was smoking on the plane. You could smoke on a plane. Can you imagine that now? Yeah, having a dart on a flight, be like being in an opium den up there. Eating ice cream actually makes your body temperature hotter, not colder, because of the fat content. Really? Yeah. I get you're, so you're literally working it off? Yeah, I guess. Or struggling to... Your body's, yeah, heating up to try to 
fight My through it. Goodness. And it. I fought through a gallon or two myself. If I'm sweating to eat ice cream, it's because I've been chasing after that ice cream truck that goes 80 kilometers an hour through my neighborhood. I don't know why he won't slow down. He did it again the other day. I don't know. Now, does he come by at the same time, basically? Uh, no, but it's, it's, it's usually on the weekend. Right. And, I mean, it, it's that Pavlovian song. You yeah. can hear it you know, a mile away. And, uh, and even though I, you know... As soon as I hear it, I all of a sudden crave a twist cone, mm. and I'll get the shoes on, get the money, get ready to go, and I can't catch him. No. Like he's flying down there. That's funny. Yeah, it is It is odd. There's one that comes by my place, too, that seems to be uh, hauling along pretty good. I don't know why they're doing that. There was a time I think they were gone um, because there was kids who were getting injured or running out in the street and, you know, not looking both ways. And So anyhow, but they're back. Yeah, and they're bombing around. Uh, how long do you think it takes for most people to fall asleep at night? Uh, 10, 15 minutes, something like that? Yeah, 10 to 20. I could win Olympic gold for being the fastest to sleep. Oh, really? I could be asleep taking my clothes off. (laughs) Mine out cold before the head hits the pillow many nights. Does the lovely Maria ever wake you up because she's upset you went to sleep so quickly? No. (laughs) She's left me on the couch many a night. (laughs) Wake up, wake up, wake up. That's it. It's out. It's over. I've uh, and it's always odd too when you find yourself. Uh, all the lights are out. Everybody's gone to bed. Two thirty in the morning. <laughs> what am I doing here? <laughs> You're lying in your own filth. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, Why does uh, Adrian get mad at you if no, you pass out too quickly? No. I, I. I. Well, she'll tend to pass out before I do. Well, it must take you three hours just to get into all your gear. <laughs> That's right. Between the <laughs> space suit and the <laughs> jumpsuit and the mouth guard. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I've lost my mouth guard. The dog ate it. Come on. Yeah. Coop, I went up the stairs. I could have killed him. <laughs> went up the stairs, and uh, and he was crunched on something. And I was like, I don't remember giving you a treat. Hmm. The hell is that? So you wear a mouth cover for grinding? Yeah. So how do you even, well, I guess you're breathing through the mask. I had to wear the mouth guard for the grinding for a while. And I ended up always pulling it out in my sleep because I... It was, so, it was so irritating. Oh, really? Yeah, well, this one's like, like when you get the real ones, and I thankfully the dentist is... Helping me out uh, mm. to, to get a new one because they're they're fitted perfectly. Mm. So off to Maxwell Heights I go on Friday. Do you uh, does Adrian put up the the railings on the side of the bed for you before no, you go to no. sleep, or does the night nurse come in and, and do that? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> in fact, you know what? The last time we were looking at beds, they had that uh, that moving yeah. like frame, yeah, the posturepedic type yeah. thing, uh-huh. and I was tempted. Like it was, they're awesome. I was like, I would get one of those and sit up and watch TV and that thing now. The Craftmatic adjustable yeah, bed? Much, yeah, I'd go for the adjustable bed now. That v I got going. no shame. There's nothing going on in my bedroom. What the hell? I might, if I'm only watching TV, I might as well have the perfect bed to do it. Get that V going. It's decision time, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I really would. You, I would love to, to see a, a security camera footage of the just the amount of effort it must take you to get into the rack at It's night. not that hard. <laughs> Really is. You got it down to a science. I got it down to a pretty quick science now. <laughs> like I am literally close off, gitch under the sheets, <laughs> right. out cold. No, I got a little more adjustments than that. <laughs> you got to get the mask on. You got to get the, uh, the 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 right settings going. The fan running. Right. Fan's got to be going. <laughs> Mouth guard in. <laughs> pillows here and there. Oh yeah, you got to have your pillows under your back and uh, under yeah. your, around yeah. your legs. It's a, it is a procedure, I guess. <laughs> Listen, you are a sensitive, sensitive <laughs> this, gentle soul. <laughs> this temple doesn't build itself. <laughs> this doesn't just happen. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> a lot of effort goes into this look. Uh, 
The world's smallest park is in Portland, Oregon. It's a two-foot circle. What? Yeah. You Don't get lost. Fit a chair in there. No. Who got named after that park? I know what he. Yes, that's the the Venn Parkette will be a two foot circle, <laughs> right outside your poo hut. I have a dumpster named after me. <laughs> the Disney Pixar movie The Incredibles seems pretty futuristic. It's really yeah. a great movie, but it was set in 1962. Oh, okay, yeah. scratching makes you itch worse because it causes your brain to release serotonin, which increases the sensations all over your body, including the sensation of the itch. So stop itching. The largest Japanese population outside of Japan is in Brazil. There are at least 1.5 million Japanese people who live in Brazil. The first Japanese people moved there in the early 1900s for work and future generations have stayed. Wow. Back to the itch thing. I guess that's why if you scratch one mosquito bite or you'll all all of a sudden feel all the other ones. Probably. On your body. Probably. Huh. I wonder if Brazil is offended by the term the Brazilian. What if that bothers them? Well, they've been been shaving down their rainforest for the last few years. Maybe that's where they got it. Uh, Up until 2016, New Mexico had a law that banned idiots from voting. (laughs) The law was from 1910 when the word idiot described a person with an IQ below 30. Well, if you didn't allow idiots to vote now, you'd have no one voting. Right. You, we should instead allow you, you can't have idiots running. Right? Yeah, that's true. Andre the Giant. Remember Andre the Giant? Yes. He was drafted into the French Army in 1965, but couldn't enlist because they didn't have shoes that were big enough, they didn't have bunks that were long enough, or trenches that were deep enough. My life is like snakes and ladders. And I get up a ladder... I go down a snake. <laughs> two step, one step forward, two steps back. So uh, yesterday, I uh, I had the, uh, the 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 great folks over at DKI that came out to finally try to solve my leaking uh, lake basement. Right, yes, which they think they solved it, and it's relatively. Uh, oh, they found something. A quick little fix. Yeah, they found out that my house isn't officially a poo hut. <laughs> They said, just put a for sale sign up and forget they it. They rip up the whole deck? Uh, no, they took about five or six boards back, and they just found that, uh, that uh, there was a bunch of sand and dirt and stuff that had built up about three-quarters of the way up over the sill, which is underneath the sliding door. Okay. Uh, so they pulled all that back and cleaned it all up, did a little cement work, and they think that's going to solve the problem. So, great. Thank you very much to DKI. Uh, these guys are terrific. If you got any issues uh, with water damage or any kind of house damage of any sort, CRCS, yeah, DKI, yeah, they're All ter- right. terrific guys. Give you a good price. Uh, yeah, well, I'll tell you about that later. Oh, because <laughs> you have to help pay it. What? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait a minute. <laughs> Me? What do I have to do? Sins of your brother, my friend. Sins of your brother. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not brothers. Because <laughs> you sin a lot. We're attached at the hip now, my friend. <laughs> so that that all uh, got taken care of. And then I uh, drunkenly stumbled into the laundry room last night. I drunkenly stumbled into it because I don't know where it is, but I was just roaming around the mansion. Gotcha. And I yeah. found my way into it. And uh, so I'm grabbing some clothes for this morning. And don't I feel this very fine, fine spray of water hitting my forehead? What? I look up, and one of the copper pipes in the laundry room has popped a little tiny pinhole spray. <laughs> so, so you fixed one leak, and on the same yeah. day found another? Yeah, it's like the pressure from that one leak found its way. <laughs> like, water and my house do not get along. 
Like I, we think of all, like we have a, a a sink in the island. It leaked into the laundry room at one point. This leak now, the crawl space leak, the fridge when it gave up leaked all over the kitchen floor. That's right. Yes. We've had a lot of water in that house. Wow. So uh, anyhow, I uh, hopped onto the phone with our pally Ryan Rainthorpe, who's a plumber, and we met him through Rock Your Block. That's right. Yeah. And uh, he's going to swing by and help me with that problem today. <laughs> And you'll be helping me pay that bill as well. <laughs> Not a chance. <laughs> you might be going down on a few snakes. <laughs> So DKI, uh, they are not only terrific at what they do, but they also uh, get involved in a lot of charity work. Yes, they do. Uh, and so this is funny because you actually brought this up to me a couple of years ago, I think. And I remember I went after you about it, a big bike ride you were going to go on, or was, was that something separate? Well, so I had originally talked, the, the, uh, the, the Douglas boys, who are part of the ownership at CRCS, are, are, are big riders. Yes. And so when I was going to do uh, the ride to conquer cancer, yeah. um, I needed some advice about like a bike and, and, and how the hell to do this. Uh, and so I was put in touch with them, and, right. and they're big fans of the Oshawa Generals of Box there and everything. So, and I'd met them before, uh, and so yeah, they were I was on the phone with, with Matt. They were giving me advice as to what what was going on and and what I needed to get and do, and they were really helpful. Um, and then suggested uh, I come ride with them in a charity event uh, in the winter. Yeah. Right around Royal Ashburn and Golf I, Club. So I think I mocked you about both the ride to Niagara yes. and the ride around Royal Ashburn. You mock me incessantly. Because <laughs> well, I just think you're ridiculous. Right. Except now, I'm going to join you in that ride, or you're, you're going to join me. Let me join you. I got out of that last year. Well, you're getting in it this January. <laughs> it's back. That's the price of fixing your house? Yeah, yeah eight kilometers around Royal Ashburn. I don't care about your basement. <laughs> If I'm not happy, you're not happy. Why can't we just ride around it? I mean, apparently it's like riding outdoors anyway. We could swim around it. <laughs> so now we got to get on those fat bikes so, and ride around the trails at Royal Ashford. So we're going to have to raise some money and uh, ride the fat bikes. That's oh, right. my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to being a part of my life, my friend. <laughs> you and I. We don't even need the big tires. It's a fat bike just by us being on it. Oh, yeah. And thankfully, this is all a charity for the local hospitals, because I'm going to need them <laughs> after this thing. Well, Lucky, uh, your first date with the lovely Maria, as I play chaperone, I, yes. I thought went splendid. Uh-huh. On Saturday morning, uh, we gathered... Um, under under the disguise of a uh, a lesson in golf, right? Yes, um, swinging. <laughs> and you know what? Um, I was really surprised. I have been with the lovely Maria a very long time. That was the first time I ever saw her listen to a man, <laughs> take in what he had to say, and agree. Although she showed her true colors at one point when she started to disagree with you about right, something, yes. and I said, "There's my wife." <laughs> There she is. Well, we like, were able to identify a, a couple of things she was having wrong and, or, or issues she was having with her swing. And it was me. And, I'm uh, the problem. You, well, you were a big part of the problem and the solution. Yeah. <laughs> Did she do her homework? Oh, can't you tell I'm limping? <laughs> so uh, one of the problems she was having is, is a lack of power. And, and you could tell right away 
uh, she wasn't getting her hips mm. involved in the swing. So when she was swinging through, her right leg is kind of remaining pretty stiff, and she wasn't kind of swinging her, her, her body weight through as well and, and shifting weight. Um, and so I said to her, you know, like if you were going to throw a ball, throw a ball, you'd have to turn mm-hmm. your hips in order to do it. I said, and you just happen to be standing on the other side. I said, mm. like if you were going to slap Craig right now. Oh, yeah. You know, try doing it without turning your hips, and you're not going to get much into it. Mm. But if you turn your hips to slap, mm. you know, and and she perk up. She really seemed to take to oh, that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I was constant. I was like, I was like very good. Rocky. Like some people, I'm one of these people that learn that way too. I need an association, right, to make it. Uh, to make it. you can't just tell me what to do. You got to associate uh, the uh, the problem. And so I think she's that type of learner as well because she, you know. Telling her she's got to shift her weight and, and, and turn her hips didn't really do much for her. Mm. Associating with hitting you, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was all over. Oh yeah, I'm 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 uh, fists up the entire time I walk through the house. Now she says to me, "I got to practice my golf," and then yeah. whap. Yeah, David Durham driving range thought there was like a domestic going on. <laughs> <laughs> Is that yeah. why you guys went all the way to the end? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. sorry. Yeah, no, it's great. Golf tips become domestic abuse. It's perfect. <laughs> Uh-huh. You got the short end of that golf club. Anyhow, so we went out and played. And and, and uh, like anything, when you're used to so golf is this way in that even if your swing is wrong, but it becomes your swing. Right. It's really tough to to uh, to change that up. And so she had a couple of great drives. We were playing up at Winchester and then she struggled a few times and then she bad mouthed you. Probably. I, I knew it would come. The, the reason why a lot of people don't stick with golf lessons or don't take them mm-hmm. is because it makes you, it, you'll be worse before you're better, mm-hmm. right? Like learning anything or reach, trying to relearn anything is is very difficult to do and it takes a lot of patience. I'm the same way with lovemaking. <laughs> I, I know I do it completely wrong, but it works for me. Rock Mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.